The AP Pro Football Podcast is presented by Cairn University. Hi, this is Joe Montana. This is Dak Prescott. Hey, this is Jason Kelsey, and you're listening to Rob Motti. Rob Motti. Rob Motti. I am Rob Motti, and welcome to the AP Pro Football Podcast. It is the most wonderful time of the year. We're entering week 14 of the NFL season. I'll be at Bills, Buccaneers this weekend. There's 25 teams who are still in the playoff race, and we're going to talk about that with AP Pro Football writer Barry Wilner. Also, going to have some fun with special guest Marshawn Lynch, Beast Mode himself, he's going to join us. Stay tuned for that. He's a fascinating character and also a great conversation with former San Francisco 49ers all-pro linebacker Patrick Willis. Enjoy chatting with him about his journey to the league, his success with the Niners, and how he's passing on some of his knowledge working with Coach Tube. We'll lead off, though, with my colleague, AP Pro Football Writer and Pro Football Hall of Fame voter, Barry Wilner. Barry, we saw a unique Monday night football game where the New England Patriots beat the Buffalo Bills, only threw the ball three times in the game. They just ran and kept running against. Now, I know the elements played into it, but as I look across the league and I see some teams having success, the Eagles turned their season around when they committed to the run. The Indianapolis Colts have also turned their season around riding the back of Jonathan Taylor. You got Baltimore, who we know is a running football team. Tennessee is the the fifth best rushing offense in the league, and they're in first place. You got Dallas, who's uh, the leading the NFC East. They're the sixth best rushing offense. As you run down that top 10 list, Arizona leading the West. They're the number 10 rushing offense. In what is supposed to be a pass-heavy NFL, it looks like running the football is allowing is a winning formula for a lot of the of the better teams in the league. Could we see a change? Are we seeing the trend shift a little bit, Barry? A little bit, but not not fully. And it's still going to be a passing league. But uh, you didn't even mention Cleveland, which can't win if it can't run the ball. <laughs> yeah, and they're tied and- for third. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Tampa's got a good running attack with Leonard Fournette and, uh, and Jones when he's healthy. Um, Green Bay can run the ball with Aaron, with Aaron Jones when he's healthy. Um, I think teams are discovering they do need the one or two solid running backs, uh, and a solid defense, uh, to, um, be a big compliment. But this past weekend showed us that teams can win just running the ball. And what happened in Buffalo is a fluke in a way, because the weather was just such a, uh, a factor. And uh, the, the Bills couldn't figure it out for some reason. Uh, I think a lot of people begin to wondering about, about the Bills and to see how they performed in that game makes you wonder even more. But the Patriots knew what they were doing, and they just pounded the ball away. And I think we're going to see a lot of teams trying to do that as much as they can. I think another team like that is the Chargers with Eckler. Um, so yeah, Rob, I do think the running game is much more of a factor than it's been in recent years, but you still have to be able to pass the ball to win the championship. We're also seeing that road teams and as evidenced Monday night, New England goes to Buffalo and wins that game. We're seeing a lot of road teams having success. And uh, I know last year was different because there were no fans in the stands and that's understandable that there isn't much of a home field advantage. But I thought once we get back to 
a full stadium that it would be back to more normalcy as far as home teams dominating. But a lot of teams are finding ways to go on the road and win. What do you attribute that to? First of all, there's no fear of going on the road until you get to late in the season. I know early in the season it can be hot in, in some places like Florida and um, uh, you know, other um, warm area places, but um, I don't think that bothers too many teams. This uh, season it's been warm everywhere in September and even in October. So what happens is when you get to the cold weather, uh, like we're getting now in some places, then it can be a factor. But teams are not afraid to go on the road, and they're able to adjust. I mean, look what Arizona did in Chicago the other day in terrible conditions, the rainy, cold, windy, not as bad as Buffalo, obviously, but still not good. And, and they get four turnovers and win going away. Um, and uh, I think that uh, they're 7-0 and on the road. And the Patriots, I believe, are undefeated on the road. And San Francisco's been a good team on the road this year and not too good at home. So we're seeing that uh, in a lot of places. We're just teams are just not afraid anymore of going on the road. And, you know, we saw it last year in the NFC Championship game when Tampa Bay went into Green Bay and won. We talked last week a little bit about some of the teams that have, and Miami being one of them, who went from one and seven and then they won another game. And they're at six and seven, and and now you got a whole bunch of teams that are making that push for the wild card spots in both the AFC and the NFC, and and some of the teams that we know were expected to be rising to the top. The Chiefs won again. The Ravens lost to the Steelers last week, and that allowed Pittsburgh to they're right back in the mix. What's surprised you from last week's schedule and and how things shook out? Seahawks beat San Francisco. That was another surprise. Even though they were at home, they were an underdog. What what was the biggest surprise for you last weekend, Barry? I think Pittsburgh winning against Baltimore was a surprise, but the Ravens are so banged up, uh, and they have even more bad news this week uh, with injuries that uh, it shouldn't be a shock that they're struggling right now. I mean, they're a very talented and well-coached team, but uh, with the people they're able to put on the field, I'm not sure they're a championship team. Um, so I, that was a bit of a surprise. But, Rob, I think the big question is, who can you say other than the real dregs of the league, like the two New York teams and the Houston and Jacksonville and Detroit, who can you say is just completely out of it? And, and there's really not uh, any other teams that you can say have no chance. And, you know, that's something the NFL loves. The fact they can go into Christmas time and New Year's time and have, you know, 24, 25 teams still having a shot at the playoffs. Yeah, and, and as I'm looking at it now, even New Orleans and Atlanta, Carolina, Minnesota, they're 5-7, and seven, but they're, right, they're only a game out. All of those teams are a game out. I, I painted a scenario this weekend where you can have six teams – Tied at six and seven. Washington six and six. San Fran six and six. Eagles are going to stay at six and seven. And if Washington loses to Dallas and San Fran loses to Cincinnati and Minnesota beats Pittsburgh and and then there's there's uh, Atlanta, New Orleans, and Carolina. One of them's going to get a win. You can have all these teams at six and seven going in to week fifteen, and and yeah, that's that parity. I know you hate that word parity, Barry, but that's that's what the NFL has uh has strived for, and 
You think it's good for the league? Is it good for football or is it good for the fans? If it's parody, it's exciting and it just keeps fan bases interested. But is it parody or is it mediocrity? Yeah. And that's where I draw the line. Um, now, I think it's a, it's a really fun story if we can see a team like the Dolphins who started out at 1-7 and seven and turn it around and actually get into the playoffs. It's a really nice story. That doesn't make the Dolphins a particularly good team, but they make it in at 9-8. and eight. Uh, Same thing with the Eagles. There's a bunch of teams like that that um, you look at them and you say, uh, they got a shot to get in, but they have no real chance to do any damage when they do get in. And that's mediocrity. That's not parity. There's some games this weekend where we're going to learn a lot about a couple of these teams and, and their opportunities, their chances. And one being Buffalo, they lose at home to New England. They fall to seven and five. This is a team that a lot of people had as their Super Bowl pick, and and I almost did, and I still stuck with Kansas City, but I thought it'd be Kansas City over Buffalo again in the AFC Championship. I, I don't see a path for Buffalo to get to the AFC Championship anymore. And now they're on the road. They're seven and five. They're on the road against Tampa Bay, who hasn't lost. The Buccaneers haven't lost at home all year. They're healthier. They're fighting for that number one seed. They know they can't afford to lose. How do you see that game? And if the Buffalo uh, Buffalo Bills lose and fall to seven and six. What does that do for them? Well, I see Tampa as a team moving in the right direction and Buffalo as a team moving in the wrong direction. The game's in Tampa, as you said. The uh, the Bills are coming off a short week. They're coming off just an awful performance. I mean, I don't know how, how else you can put it. It was a terrible performance on the field and on the sidelines. So uh, I think that I'd be very surprised if Tampa not only – doesn't win this game, but covers, uh, uh, covers the spread. So I think the Bills need to look around and realize they might not make the playoffs. They, if they struggle the rest of the way, I mean, they do have the Jets remaining on the schedule, but they also have to play New England again in New England. Um, and they, if they lose to Tampa, you're talking about a team that's in a desperate uh, situation couple other games, the Rams against the Cardinals, two good teams in the NFC West, the leaders, division leaders in the Cardinals, they're home, they're 10-2, and two. the Rams are 8-4, and four, seem to be locked into the fifth seed as the, as the number one wild card, and even if they happen to win this game on the road, they, they would have split the season series, they'd still be a game back, and I don't think they have a chance to catch the Cardinals, or, or do you? Do you think if the Rams win this game, and move to within a game of Arizona, they, they could find a way to overtake the Cardinals before season's over? I think they could. I think it'll be hard, but I think they could. I kind of like the Cardinals in this game. I really like what I'm seeing from the Cardinals, very resourceful team. And the Cardinals are one of three teams that can actually clinch a player first this weekend, along with Green Bay and Tampa. So there's some extra incentive there. The Rams absolutely must win this game if they, they're going to have any chance in the division, though. They lose the game, and I think the division is Arizona. Cowboys on the road against Washington, and Washington's one of those teams, as you talked about, teams who've made uh, a turnaround and, and got themselves right back in the in a playoff picture. They're 6-6. Six and six. Cowboys are 8-4. and four. Um, I, I think the Cowboys are going to win this division, even though Washington can look at this and say, hey, we got two games against Dallas still remaining. We win both of them. We make up that ground, and we got the tiebreaker. 
I still think Dallas is going to win this game and win the division. Washington, though, to me, it's going to come down to them against the Eagles in Week 17, the next to the last game of the season. I think one of those two is going to get in, San Francisco being the other one of the six and the seven seed. Does Washington have a chance against the Cowboys? They're at home on Sunday. Washington has a chance because that defense is playing so well, which is a bit odd because it's really begun to play well. Chase Young, last year's defensive player, defensive rookie of the year, went out of the lineup. And Jonathan Allen in the middle of the defensive line, he might be an all-pro this year. That's how well he's played. Uh, and they're very resourceful. Taylor Heineke has probably earned a contract for next year with the way he's performed the quarterback. I, I give the, uh, I give Washington, <laughs> I want to say Redskins there. Uh, I give Washington a chance to win this game for sure. I do kind of favor Dallas. Uh, but if Washington wins this game, that's going to put some real question marks in the minds of the Cowboys who have not played great in the last, uh, two months the way they did in the first month and a half of the season getting off to that really good start. They could have easily won the opener uh, and lost, you know, late. Um, I think that they would have some questions and, and some doubts in their mind if they lose this game. And not only will Washington be on their heels, but the Eagles wouldn't be that far behind. One more before we wrap up, Barry. A lot of people getting excited this week about the possibility of a Brady-Belichick Super Bowl because the win – Monday night catapulted the Patriots into the top seed in the AFC. And the Buccaneers, obviously, we know where they are. They're defending champions. They're 9-3 and three right now. And they have the best odds of getting there in the NFC. And I think the Patriots have the second best odds in the AFC behind Kansas City. Do you think that this is something we may see? I know you would love to see it in February in, in L.A. Brady, Belichick, Super Bowl. Uh, no, I wouldn't love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be as sarcastic as possible. <laughs> I might like to stay away from L.A. if that happens. <laughs> yeah, well, certainly we could see it. Um, I think the Patriots uh, are the hottest team in the league, but I also think they've been incredibly fortunate. Yeah. They've played a bunch of banged-up teams at the right time. You know, they even played Buffalo, and Buffalo's missing its best uh, defender in Davis White. So I'm not sure it made much of a difference in that game. Um, and just remember one thing, yeah, the Patriots getting home field advantage, they've been a better team on the road than they have at home this year. And, uh, you know, they got four losses and three or four of them are at home. So, um, I, I'm not sure that the home field advantage would be a big deal for them. Um, and, you know, uh, the one team that really seems to be, uh, on the move as well as the Patriots is the Chiefs. And the Chiefs, I think, are a little more proven right now with the roster they have than is uh, New England, particularly on offense. Barry, good stuff. Enjoy Week 14's action, and uh, we'll talk about it again next week. You bet, Rob. Thanks. Located 25 minutes from Center City, Philadelphia, Cairn University is a biblical university centered on Christ and His Word. In any one of our 70-plus on-campus or online programs, you will receive an explicitly biblical and intentionally Christian education that integrates your faith and work. Be taught and mentored by invested faculty. Participate in a dynamic campus life and grow in your faith as you prepare for what's next. Learn more about our undergrad and graduate programs at cairn.edu. That's C-A-I-R-N dot E-D-U.
Marshawn Lynch played 12 seasons in the NFL. He ran for more than 10,000 yards, made five Pro Bowl teams, was an All-Pro one time, won a Super Bowl, made the Hall of Fame All-2010s team. I spoke to Robert Griffin III last week about his involvement in Portal. Marshawn talks about that and much more in this conversation. I know you've been doing, you do a lot of commercials. I heard you on the Manning cast with ESPN. Had some fun with that. I saw you on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. What's it been like being out of the league and doing all this stuff? I mean, the personality shining through. Well, to be honest with you, big dog, man, just trying to, uh, just trying to stay as busy as I can, man. Uh, you know, still trying to, you know, put a face, uh, put a face with a name, I should say. But realistically, man, just just really just having fun. You feel me, though? Finding creative ways to, you know, to stay active and do shit that I like. And, you know, finding creative ways just to stay, uh, to stay active, man. What do you have the most fun doing? Like, what's it like when, when you got to prepare for like an acting role or when you're doing commercials seem like a natural doing that i mean yeah it, it would seem that way but you gotta remember like most of the shit that i've been getting involved with has really just been coming down to just me being me so i mean it's really too hard to to, to be myself and i'm actually really 100 percent comfortable with who i am so that just makes it a lot easier and sorry for the background noise i uh you know, I'm so outside good. moving. I'm outside moving around a little bit, but you miss playing at all? Most definitely, most definitely. But do I want to? No. Afterwards, did you get calls? There's teams that, especially most recently, right? Tennessee loses Derrick Henry. Do people call you, or or they know you that you're ready? Put it out there. I'm done. Nah, they do not call me, man. I get. I mean, I think it's more just the the respect thing. I think uh, uh, as far as you know, playing football and you know my career, I think I left it right in the and uh, the, I would say for the perfect space for me, uh, you know, being able to, uh, you know, play two years with my home team before they ran over to uh, to Vegas. And then, uh, you know, coming back to make that push with the Seahawks for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, I think that's that's pretty much have wrote my story as as far mm-hmm. as, you know, suiting up and. uh and getting active on the field. Tell me about your involvement with Portal and what what got you excited about joining and, and getting involved. <laughs> man, they showed well with the Portal situation. Man, they showed me some. Uh, they showed me like some clips of how it can be done and what was being done. And I'm like, so hold on, I could be at two places at once. And I mean. <laughs> Just remember, I just remember as a kid, like always thinking, like, man, I wish I could go over there. I wish I could go over there. And then having a situation where where we were playing, and I know, you know, we always miss, you know, holidays, special events for uh, uh, for family, and it just never. It's just always like, damn, I wish I could have been there, type situation. Yeah. So they showed this clip of like, uh, it was a. A celebrity who uh who couldn't make it to one of his kids' uh, birthday party, and uh, they actually showed me the portal of where they put him in there live at the party, and I just was like, "This shit is like on some next level." Like exactly, how I wish I could have been doing like my whole career type situation. Like if I could have done this, I mean, you know, I would have, you know, yeah. been able to be a part of you know birthday parties and you know, graduations, 
all the things in which uh, uh, I miss because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm either uh, in preparation for a game uh, or shit, actually having a game. So I was just I was just hooked on it more so just because of the idea of I could be in two places at once and be able to experience things with families that I have not been able to because what well, since college is around the time where sports really get serious so you locked in so not that the holiday the holidays don't mean too much to you but it's just though you got the holidays and then as you got real life my career and uh, whether it's playoffs, championships around that time, but you got to buckle down and get ready for them. Yeah, people don't realize that, man. You guys are human too. Athletes are human too, and, and you got to spend time away from your families. That ain't that's not easy, and, and all the stuff that you got to miss and uh, all, all that stuff. So this is a this is a way these portals are an opportunity for guys to somehow, like you said, be in two places at once. So that's very exciting, man. Yeah, it is. But I mean, you know, not even just. Not even just an athlete, but I mean, you know, as far as the 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 parent who who, who maybe has to travel, you know, uh, I hear you <laughs> across country, across the world, and then I mean, shit, depending on you know how 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 technical we get, like you know, I I, I would I wouldn't mind being able to you know take these and put these into the jails to actually you know have the the. the the families of, of inmates who never going to see the daylight, you know, be able to possibly, uh, you know, be portaled in to some of the kids' birthday parties. I got a lot of I got a lot of people who, you know, who 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 who, who went to jail mm-hmm. and wasn't wasn't able to see, you know, their kids being born and you know special shit like that. But I mean, you know, just just with the opportunity, you know, you you talking endless endless opportunities and possibilities of. You know, just putting people in places in which, you know, they normally wouldn't be able to be. I didn't even think of it that way, Marshall. That's, that's a pretty cool idea. I've been in, uh, I go on a, a, a mission ministry trip. We go in prisons and we talk to inmates and just to get to see the human side and counsel them and talk to them. And I've done that, man. I've, I've done that quite a bit. I didn't even think of it that way. That's a great idea. I mean, that's what I mean. And shit, that was just me, just on the fly right now, too. Just think, because I had my, I had, a, I had a couple of my people on my mind this morning when I got up. But you know what I mean. At the same time, you know, like I said, it's just endless, endless opportunities and possibilities. And then I mean, you know, with how the how the COVID just affected people, and yeah. now they doing hologram this and hologram that. I mean, just think for an entertainer, how many? Like, I mean, shit, you could have a show in every country. At the same time. Yeah. I mean, that would be that'd be pretty dope. And probably could be doing it right from your basement. <laughs> <laughs> or your living room for that matter. But I, I like it, man. Where are we gonna see you next? What else you got going on? Man, you to be honest with you, man, I don't know. And I've been surprising myself, man. I turn something on and then shit, all of a sudden I just pop up. <laughs> so I mean, you know. <laughs> I said, I'm gonna be on sucker standby, watching out the same way you're gonna be doing it, big dog. <laughs> well, Marshawn, man, hey, it's a pleasure getting a chance to talk to you. So, thank you for doing this. I see you on the move, man. You always, you're always on the move. It's like only thing right now you're doing is not stiff arming people on the way there. Yeah, I, man. You know what? I'm thankful, man, and I'm just counting my blessings, man. Just to be honest, that's 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 all I could do right now. I'm just counting my blessings, man. 
Amen to that. All right, Chief, man. I appreciate it, big dog. Appreciate it. All right, now, boss, man. You take care, man. You take care. The AP Pro Football Podcast is presented by Cairn University. Patrick Willis played eight seasons in the NFL, all with the San Francisco 49ers. He made seven Pro Bowl teams. He was a five-time All-Pro. He also made the Hall of Fame 2010s team. He's a semifinalist for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Patrick was a fierce hitter on the field, very humble dude off of it. Here's my conversation with Patrick Willis. Patrick, first off, congratulations on being a semifinalist for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. What would that mean to you to someday put on that gold jacket? Uh, it mean a lot. Um, I just remember, you know, growing up, um, really, you know, after I got to the league or whatnot, is really when you start learning about, you know, uh, how significant the Hall of Fame is. And I just told myself that one day that if I, you know, hopefully play the game right and play with everything I have, then one day I'd be fortunate enough to, you know, perhaps get into the Hall of Fame. Well, you played eight years in the league, made seven Pro Bowls was an all-pro five times, which is an incredibly significant honor. And it, your career came to an end at a, at a young age, relatively young age. What was it like, you know, what went through your mind at that time to step away from the game? I, I know you had the toe injury, you had some other injuries a year prior, but you were playing a lot of football for that seven-year period prior to that last season. Uh, what was that like to finally just step aside? Yeah, yeah, it, uh, you know, uh, Rob, it was a cumulative of things, you know, people often ask and, you know, I say it wasn't just the toe, you know, it was a little bit of everything. And I once heard Steve Jobs said, those who can connect the dots, you know, can see the future. And, um, you know, it was no, um, it, as, as I was looking around me, it was almost like I was, I was seeing something that most people wouldn't understand, uh, wouldn't, wouldn't see unless you was inside there. And physically, you know, my body was, just at that point. And again, I'm saying it was, it was a cumulative of things. And I just remember, you know, telling myself uh, when I was younger, I would see older guys who would be in the locker room and, you know, you could tell that they didn't really want to be there. And I, you know, for the life of me, I couldn't understand, well, why don't you just, you know, go somewhere else, go where you want to be, you know? Um, Cause you know, oftentimes I feel like if you're not all the way there, your heart's not all the way in it, then I don't know if you can be, you know, that great of a teammate. And so with that being said, you know, I, have felt looking around me, um, taking everything in um, mentally and physically that it was in the best interest of, you know, not just me personally, but also the team, you know, because I didn't want to be one of the ones that just sitting around and, you know, holding holding, holding, holding back, you know, um, things from just allowing the energy to flow as it, as it should. And again, you know, just one of the things that, you know, I just, man, I just had to be honest with myself. And I just remember, again, just as a rookie, you know, asking some of the older guys, you know, what, how do you know when it's time to retire? You know, because um, I had always heard the NFL stood for not for long. Um, you know, some guys, you know, it was, in their mind, when you talk to them, they would, it's like they knew they was already going to be, I, I had the mindset too that I would, but it was almost like every day I was working, it was like, man, don't get too cocky, just stay humble. And, you know, hopefully it'll, it'll, it'll all, you know, work out for the, for the greater good. So, yeah, it was just, it, it was, it wasn't easy, but it was something that, you know, I knew I had to do at that moment in time. When you look back at your career and all those tremendous accomplishments, I mentioned the Pro Bowls, the All-Pros, going to a Super Bowl, winning a bunch of playoff games. 
Patrick, what are you most proud of? What do you look back on and say, man, that that's something I, I, I was really able to accomplish and, and really hold that dear? Yeah, you know, it, it, I still say sometimes you know, it would have been, you know, been amazing to win, you know, that Super Bowl, to win a Super Bowl, and then not only just amazing to win it, but to have played in it, um, you know, that was that was huge. Um, with that, you know, being said, you know, there was – that obviously, you know, plays um, games that, you know, you, you say, man, you know, if I could have done this a little bit better, um, you know, things could maybe turn out a little different. But with that being said, you know, I was just one of the people that, you know, I just tried to give it everything I have, um, everything I had in the mindset of, you know, just if this play is the last play, you know, let it be the best play. Let it be, you know, an honorable play. And so, um yeah, really, it would just, it would be keeping the faith that, you know, I, I would say, you know, I remember coming in, um, you know, as a rookie and thinking that to myself, you know, coming out of high, coming out of college that, man, it's, I'm going to win now because, you know, I had a winning season my first year, in, my freshman year in college who when Eli was my, you know, Eli man was my quarterback at Ole Miss and we went to Cotton Bowl and we won and I was like, man, this is what college is going to be like, you know, we're going to be winning games and, man, the next three years, we you know, we just, get ahead, um, get ahead beat in. And so, you know, you get to college, I mean, you get to the pros now, you're like, man, we're going to win now. You know, you got to win, right? You know, guys are here, you know, you're getting paid, you know, you can't be half-assed, you know. It's, you know so anyway, I just, I mind thinking, you know, you're going to win off the bat. And all of a sudden, you look up and it's four years in and you still haven't had a winning season. The closer you got is a 500 record. And so you just like, man, listen, you know, you just start talking to the, you just start talking to the universe, to, to you know, to the to higher, the, to the higher up, and you say, you know, you like, I, I don't get it, you know, why, why, why'd you bring me here just to, you know, come here and 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 not win, you know, I, and then you know, you you begin to flip the mindset, like, no, I'm not here, I didn't come here to not get it done, I didn't come here to not win. Let me just, you know, keep the faith, keep on fighting, and next thing you know, uh, from 2011, 12, and 13, you know, those were some um, amazing seasons. Um, kind of made everything you know, worth it. So it, it would be just, you know, sticking it out, going through those, you know, rough years to being able to enjoy, you know, the, the, um, to enjoy what it was like to, to experience what it was like to win. You know, I can't say I really absolutely enjoyed it because I was always just, you know, there and then, all right, we gotta, we gotta come back out and be consistent again. You gotta come out, out come back out and win again. And so I think it's not, until probably just now that I'm able to reflect on those times and really just soak them in. So it really just, again, just be keeping the faith and fighting during those times and, you know, being able to see it turn around. Um, I feel like I was, feel like I was a part of, you know, helping San Fran get back on the, on the right track, you know? So yeah, just trying to find the, the little small things in there um, along with some of the other things. Well, you played for a guy, Mike Singletary, one of the greatest all time at his position, and then and then Coach Harbaugh comes in there. You play with Colin Kaepernick, some guys who were big personalities. Um, what were your relationships like? Like, what do you cherish the most about some of the friendships that you made? Some of the guys that you had an opportunity to play with or play for? Yeah, you know, I mean, that's what makes it. That's what makes this game. Um, people often ask. You know what do you miss most about the game? And honestly, it's, it's that was it's that you know it's the camaraderie, it's the 
you know, the the relationships you build, you know, going through the fire, um, you know, the the low times, the high times, you know, the relationship you build with coaches and you, you know, whether it be, you know, um, coaches that come off, you know, uh, and, and present, you know, a, a father-like figure or whether it just be a coach that you just build a great bond with and or teammates that, you know, become as if like they're your own brother, um, or whatnot. And so with that being said, you know, I, I've I was fortunate to have to play with some amazing teammates um, and have some amazing coaches. And, you know, Coach Singletary was a, I oftentimes say, you know, he was, he's one of the best, you know, from a, in, in inspiration, um, you know, an aspiration of a man uh, to an athlete. And then just, a, you know, he, he was a great disciplinary guy in the sense that disciplinary coach, in the sense that you know, that's that's what I needed when I came in because he was you know having him it wasn't no he wasn't about none of the the nonsense you know he was about being focused and getting it done and um and and being and being great and so you know having a coach like that you know you have no choice but to buckle in especially you know when you you know that's kind of along already along the line of your frequency as well and you're like man I'm fortunate I'm fortunate to have a coach you know with this mentality and so just having him you know was very pivotal. Um, um, pivotal, pivotal in my early in my career, and then just um, you know, having hardball, you know, just having that experience of what it was like to, you know, win. I mean, he his coaching staff, believe it or not, his coaching staff and what he had done, was able to do. Um, oftentimes, say the Fortune 500 company, it's not always the 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 owner, you know, of the Fortune 500 company, but it's the workers that you know make it. You know, elite obviously had to put the guys together or help get the right people to help put it together. Yeah. Um, but Harbaugh really had an amazing coaching staff from top to bottom. And I'd never seen, I'd never been a part of that in my previous um, prior years, you know, before he got there. So just being able to see what it was like to go through the tough times, having, you know, the different nuances of, man, you know, all the caveats, pointing fingers and just the, building it, building it. And then he, like I say, get a guy like um, Coach Harbaugh and just his coaching staff with, man, with Vic uh, Fangio, one of the best defensive coordinators in the game T- today. He's a head coach now, but I mean, I, I mean, I want, yeah. So man, it was just, just amazing um, coaches and, and players. I mean, from Navarro to Justin to Ray McDonald, I mean, you, <laughs> you, to chaos, why you just go on and on and on. So again, man, I, I'm I've been fortunate, and again, people look at me, and they, they they wonder how can I just you know be as I am. And I'm like, man, if you know where I come from, um, know the journey it took to be you know where I am. You know, I'm just I'm just I'm grateful for the times that that were and where I am right now. Tell me a little bit about that journey, what you had to overcome, where you came from as a kid growing up, the home, the life, the situation to get to where you are. I mean, that was a lot of a lot of adversity, a lot of things that you had to deal with. And how did it shape your future? How did it shape your life, man? Yeah, yeah. You know, I I, I want, you know, get too into the detail as people have, you know, read and seen different pieces of parts in there. But, you know, I would say. Um, to anyone, you know, especially as I've gotten older now, we all have our circumstances that we have to go through, uh, or that we go through to be where we are today. You know, some are a little tougher than, than, uh, some appear to be tougher than, than others. And oftentimes, you know, now as I look at it, you know, and look back on it, I say, you know, what, man, I must have 
wanted to have, um, you know, a extraordinary life because, man, the things I've had to go through to overcome, you know, they were great, great tests. And so I oftentimes say the greater the test, the greater the outcome or the reward is, you know, at the end of it. So um, with that being said, you know, it was um, it was tough. It, it had its moments, but I always say, you no know, my what don't kill you will only make you stronger. So, you know, that was the the mindset. And again, it, it just, it taught me a lot about, you know, um, um, who it, it taught me some, it taught me, it showed me some things about myself um, mentally and physically. And when I look back on it now, you know, again, it's one of those things where I, you oftentimes say, I wouldn't change it. Mm-hmm. If I did, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be where I am right now, maybe tweak some things here and there. But again, you know, I, I, I sure, I shared then and I'll, you know, share now and will share that, you know, when I share what I've been through and have gone through, it's not for sympathy or to get a pat on the back or anything like that. It's just sharing with others and letting them know that, you know, uh, anything is possible and that, you know, we all, you know, you might have to go through some things, but if you see the destination and you have seen the destination, then it's still there. You just might have to, you know, go through hell and high water, uh, to get there so tell me a little bit about what you're doing now with coach to patrick and and how you're teaching other people about the game of football yeah so coach to uh is a co- is an online coaching platform and it's, it was, I think it was about 2017 when i um had uh, signed on to it and and i'm a brand ambassador uh and small uh investor in the in the in the company. Um, and it was one of those things that I was at the time, especially when I was playing, I just remember saying to myself, like, man, I don't know. I have the most respect for the coaches and all the work that they do, but man, they be putting in a lot of crazy hours. And I just remember telling myself like, who, I don't know how they do that. So I wouldn't mind, you know, popping in every now and then, you know, and, uh, um, advising and, you know, doing some things like that, but every day. And so anyways, I remember just telling myself, I was like, man, one day, you know, I've learned a lot of knowledge, you know, um, coming through this game. And I said, I, and I want to be able to share it, but man, I don't want to have to be on the field 24 seven, like I pretty much was when I was playing and whatnot. And I was like, you know, mind raised, mind wondered, I'm like, so how do I, how do I do that? How do I still give back? And without having to, you know, text myself, you know, um, physically and mentally just always on the plane and trying to be here and there and a friend of mine I was talking to a friend and um he was like you know I got a I got a buddy who um has his online coaching platform and he and I talked and and after I talked to um Wade who's um the the founder of Coach Two, I, I really it was more than just you know just trying to throw an app together and you know uh, a platform together and just get a whole bunch of big name guys anything like that it was his purpose for behind why he started it and the biggest thing was um he wanted to provide a platform for those who may not have the ability to have those great coaches um to have those extra um to pay um for the extra um coaching that you know some may be able to and so this platform right here would allow those um you know those kids or those coaches or whomever that's interested in the sports world to be able to click on and get some good coaching um, through an online uh, source. And again, it wouldn't require a great deal of trying to get transportation here and, 
you know, get the best coaches here. You can go online and, you know, and check it out. And so I have a little course on there. Hopefully uh, in the near future, I, I, near, near future, I'll be able to do a little bit more. But yeah, I'm excited about um, just where it was um, and where it is at the moment. And really, you know, the the next part of where we are really trying to get it laid out and hopefully the new year to be ready for um, some even greater traffic. I spoke to Wade Phillips about it, I think, like last year, man. And that, that guy is such a, a tremendous coach. He has a wealth of knowledge and experience. So it's pretty cool that you've partnered up with with them and and have come along because Wade, he sure knows his, his X's and O's and coaches, <laughs> that's for sure. And I know you played it, you lived it, you lived it out and potential Hall of Fame career. So, man, that, that that's really awesome, Patrick. I appreciate your time, man. It's great catching up with you. Uh, I really excited. Well, thank you, Rob. I appreciate it. And um, yeah, hopefully I get to talk again in, in the future. Located 25 minutes from Center City, Philadelphia, Cairn University is a biblical university centered on Christ and His Word. In any one of our 70-plus on-campus or online programs, you will receive an explicitly biblical and intentionally Christian education that integrates your faith and work. Be taught and mentored by invested faculty. Participate in a dynamic campus life and grow in your faith as you prepare for what's next. Learn more about our undergrad and graduate programs at cairn.edu. That's C-A-I-R-N dot E-D-U. Time for some final thoughts. The NFL's My Cause my cleats campaign allows players to wear cleats featuring charities or nonprofits causes they want to support. And it's really cool. Players were able to do it last weekend and some will do it this weekend. The artwork on these cleats is tremendous. It's incredible. They're really beautiful. The opportunity though for impact is just outrageous. So why not allow them to do it all season long? Uh, I don't think there should be any reason to limit it to two weeks. Let the players wear whatever cleats they want to support any cause they want all throughout the season. That's it for this week. Thank you to Marshawn Lynch, Patrick Willis, and Barry Wilner. And thank you for listening. Please be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to your pods. Also, check out my colleague Ralph Russo and his AP Top 25 College Football Podcast Share, review, tell a friend about both. Until next week, I'm Rob Motti reminding you, make a difference. Be a blessing. The AP Pro Football Podcast is presented by Cairn University.